person says he's a four times namazi. The four times namazi, what is a four times namazi? Person says he's a four times namazi. The four times namazi, what is a four times namazi? A namazi is a person who performs his salah five times a day. Four times a day is not a namazi. So there's no question about missing the faraiz, missing the salah, or not paying the zakat correctly and on time. Or if a person is due to perform hajj, he doesn't go for the hajj, there's no question of this. But Allah Ta'ala hasn't restricted the acquiring and the earning of the akhirat only to the faraiz. And this is where we let this capital drip away. There are so many things that can be done with ease. And we can acquire the high stages of the akhirat. For example, many a times, a person is faced with some situation. Now there's only one of two situations in a person's life. There isn't a third situation. One of two situations from this perspective. It's either positive or it's negative. There isn't a third one. It's either something that the person feels happy about or it is something that grieves him, something gives him some pain, some anxiety, some worry, some concern. There's no third situation. Now these are two situations that a person is confronted with every moment of his life. And in these moments, a person lets this go by without acquiring that akhirat, without applying that capital. How are you going to apply it in this? If the situation is positive, it's a moment of shukr. But that doesn't cross our mind. That we even say one time, Alhamdulillah, that this Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with person came home for example and he found everything the way he hoped it would be everybody is well, nothing happened there's no bad news, it's not that when he came back now suddenly somebody Allah forbid is waiting to tell him that there was an attempted break in or somebody got ill or something broke in the house or some other damage took place nothing of the sort happened he came and he's finding everything the way he wished or hoped for is that not an occasion and a moment to apply this capital Allah Ta'ala has given us to turn the heart to shukr and to thank Allah Ta'ala to say Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala made this positive for me I came home to the situation that would be that is a good situation but this passes by and Allah forbid if something was negative at that moment that is a moment of sabr to say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, to submit from the heart that everything is from Allah Ta'ala. So I submit everything to Allah Ta'ala. Now in that one moment of shukr and sabr, a person gains great stages in the akhirat. But shukr, in shakartum la azidannakum. Allah Ta'ala says, you are grateful to me, I will increase your, my favors to you. But sabr, inna allaha ma'as sabirin. Allah Ta'ala is with those who are patient. He's getting the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala blesses those who make sabr بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابِ Unlimited reward. Now in that one moment there was an unlimited reward a person could acquire. But he started complaining instead. Instead of making sabr at that moment, turning to Allah Ta'ala, immediately the person as they call it went off on a tangent. Allah knows best which size tangent and what curves it went through and in that moment the person starts wasting all that capital 
Has Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, on one occasion, in her house the lamp got extinguished. Wind, or whatever the case was. So as soon as it got extinguished, Nabi Islam immediately said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. An expression of sabr. So Aisha inquired that, reciting Inna lillah on this, in other words, what our concept also is, Inna lillah is recited when somebody passes away only. So Nabi Islam said, Kullu ma asa'al mu'mina fahuwa musibatun. Everything that the mu'min finds some difficulty in, that's a musibat, that is a difficulty, it's a calamity, and on that a person decides, Inna lillah, submits to Allah Ta'ala, that everything happens with the will of Allah Ta'ala. Now in that one moment of expression of sabr, what did a person acquire? إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ Unlimited rewards. Now in that one moment of that capital that he used correctly, this is what he earned. But the person now was confronted with a situation, something was negative, he immediately went off as we said on a tangent. Now he started first grumbling, and then maybe Allah forbid started abusing somebody, started using vulgar languages, started saying things which are totally impermissible in deen, started cursing. As a result, it's like that person now with that block of ice, which he has to sell, which he has to make a profit out of, but he is chopping it and throwing it into the drain. His capital is now being thrown away. So in that moment of sabr, in that moment of shukr, these things take a person far ahead. But what effort it took? The only effort is inside. Not one cent spent, no physical effort involved, no exertion of any kind, but he gained great things in the akhirat. Many a times, a person feels that if I am going to just take this as it comes, what I, I can't carry on like this in life forever. Anybody says anything to me, I must just be quiet about it or don't do anything about it, just bear it. There are occasions when a person has to remedy the situation also, has to stop some kind of difficulty coming upon him also. There are these situations, everything in his place. But the issue is that generally we feel that at any occasion, if a person makes sabr, then he just wasted his time or he just showed his weakness, or he just showed that he can do nothing. Whereas this is not the case. One incident, which has been mentioned, has a Sheikh Kabir Ahmad Rifai, rahmatullahi, very great buzurg of his time. In fact, he was that person who once was blessed with that great ni'mad, that while he presented himself at the Rosa Mubarak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and the Mubarak hand of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi came which he made Musafaha with and kissed the Mubarak hand. And this was witnessed. Imam Suyuti Rahmatullahi writes this in his kitab and this was witnessed by thousands of people. In any case, one day one person had come from far to come and visit him. Now, that person wasn't aware of what the tartib is. He came and it was a time when everybody was resting. It was afternoon, Qayrullah. Everybody was taking a short nap, siesta. So he just came straight. Now in those days, the homes used to be built such that there was a separate section where the woman would be in, a separate section where the men would be. 
So he thought, well, Sheikh Kabir Ahmad Rifai Rahmatullah Ali is here. He'll be free. He'll be alone. So what difficulty? Or what difference it makes if I just go away? So he just went, and he didn't realize it. He even walked right in. When he walked right in, he saw something which totally astounded him. What he saw was the Sheikh is sitting on a chair, and he's busy with something. And his wife is standing there with, well, whatever it was, for our understanding, just for our understanding, we'll say oh, some stick. It was something which was used to the fire in the fireplace to put the coals right, etc. It was like a heavy kind of thing. And she was actually hitting him with that. And he's quietly taking it. So this person got a shock of his life. So he quickly moved away from there. And he came back. And he came into the khanqa. All these people were sleeping. The other murids were all sleeping there. He woke them up. He says, what's wrong with you people? You're all sitting here, sleeping here. And the sheikh is getting a hiding there. So nobody seemed to really be moved by what he's saying. They're actually like just unperturbed. So he said, don't you all have any concern about this so then somebody told him what do we do this thing something happens every day so he heard this something happens every day so what can we do about it he got a bigger shock so he said what do you mean it happens every day so why don't you do something to sort this out so he said no that somebody else now in their own simple simple thinking said no the issue is very complicated what's the issue so the issue is actually when the sheikh got married then the mahar was set at 500 dinars, 500 gold coins, which was still to be paid. It will be paid now whenever. But the sheikh doesn't have that much of money now. 500 gold coins, where is he going to get? So until he doesn't sort this mahar thing out, he can't even get out of the situation. So well, he's just going to have to pass his days like this. So this person thought 500 dinars as well, let me sort something out. He went around, spoke to some friends, whatever the case is, and then he came back. So it was the time of the majlis, and the sheikh was sitting and delivering the majlis, and now he's looking at this situation where he's sharing the pearls of wisdom and the very deep points of the Quran and Sunnah, and he's looking at this situation and he's trying to reconcile this with what he saw happening in the house. But he just... Well, came sat down after the talk was over he came close and he presented that bag of 500 dinars which he had collected and brought so before he could say anything the sheikh asked him that what is this for so he said that mahar he only said this much he only said this much and the one part that actually is linked to this what made him come to visit the sheikh that was the first part of it actually. What actually made him come to visit the Shaykh was the night prior to that, he had seen a dream wherein Allah Ta'ala showed him this vision of what maqam and what rank who is at among the awliya kiram. And he found that this Shaykh, Shaykh Ahmad Kabir Rifai Rahmatullah is in the maqam of Qadam al-Siddiq, the maqam of the Siddiqeen, the highest rank of the awliya. He said, Subhanallah, such a great buzrug and personality not far away from me and I don't even know about it. I don't even know the worth of this person. That is what made him come all the way. 
Now when he came to present this bag, and all he said was that, that mahar, in other words meaning to say, there's his money, pay that mahar, and get rid of her. Give her talaq, let her go. How long are you going to carry on like this? He only said this much, that that mahar, Sheikh said, that if it wasn't for what you saw at home, that it wouldn't have been for that rank that you saw in the dream. He didn't say anything else. All he said that mahar. Sheikh said, if it wasn't for what you saw at home, that I was making sabr, whatever the situation was, then you wouldn't have seen me in that rank in your dream also. So it was that sabr that took me to that position. And now you want me to get rid of her? And then further, says if I decide to get rid of her, give her talaq, and divorce her, then one of two situations, either nobody will get married to her then, she will suffer. And if somebody else gets married to her, that person is going to suffer. So rather let me take it on myself. Why put some other person in the problem? Can we imagine what thinking, what a, what a way of looking at something, that nowadays our situation is, that how we can put our problems on others. Or forget our problems, where there isn't a problem also, create a problem for somebody else. And look at the thinking of these people, that how can I save the next person from a problem? In the Hadith Sharif it comes, that لا يؤمن أحدكم that Wallahi la yu'min Nabi Sallallahu takes a qasam and says that person is not a mu'min three times. Who? الذي لا يأمن جاره بوائقه that person whose neighbor is not safe from his harm and mischief. So, Nabi Sallallahu explained this in so many different ways, the rights of the neighbor. Now one person linking it up to the same issue about saving others from harm. One person, his house was filled with rats. Now he also had heard these ahadis, and somebody had come to him, they saw this house is full of rats. He told him, very simple, why are you suffering with all these rats? Bring a cat along and put it in the house. And that will be the end of the rats. He said, such a simple thing I also know. I'm also not so ignorant that I don't know that bringing a cat will take care of all these rats. But, as soon as I bring that cat into my house, where are these rats going to run to? They're going to run into my neighbor's homes. So, I'm going to solve my problem, but I'm going to give taklif to my neighbors. Rather, I keep the taklif for myself, and save them from the taklif. But this is the thinking, but now this is the capital that is being used, to earn the akhirat. There was that sabr that was made obviously. There was that little bit of difficulty that was undertaken. But this is beyond our imagination what a person gets in that. And our understanding of ibadat, our understanding of gaining the nearness to Allah ta'ala is restricted to a few things only. Indeed all those amal are very great. A person has to constantly be practicing on all these things. His salah, fasting, zakat, hajj, Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, Zikr, Dua, all these things have to be something continuous in our life. But gaining the closeness to Allah Taala is a very, very open thing in so many different ways, every moment, every step, a person has the opportunity to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. The entire issue is only restricted to how he approaches the situation. What does he think? How he's going to go about things? 
Is he going to approach something in a way that there's an opportunity for me to get closer to Allah Ta'ala? So let me make sabr on this occasion. Let me make shukar on this occasion. Or is it that this is a time now that I'm a show who I am? Let me vent my anger, my feelings, that I'm that person that nobody must come in my way. When I come home also, everybody must just go helter-skelter. Because today I've come, I've got a lot of tension on my head. So the wife also must be out of the way, the children must be out of the way. Why? Because I got so much tension. So everybody must be at super attention. That they mustn't come in the way. So one tension has come on me, everybody else must have that problem then. So is this the way that we're going to get closer to Allah Ta'ala? No. That moment the person came with all that tension. But now he came home and stepped in in the manner that Nabi Islam used to come. He walked into his house smilingly. And he did it with that intention that this was the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu He is going to walk into his house. He is not going to remain standing outside. He doesn't have to pay one extra rand to walk in the house smiling. It's not going to cost him anything extra to walk in the house smiling. If he comes in with a frown, it will be for free. And if he comes in smiling, he's going to pay 10 rands. Nothing like that. He's going to take no extra effort. And in fact, it will bring so much of positive situations for him. That when he walked into the house smiling, if there was some negative situation in that home at that moment, there were some problems in the house at that day, and maybe his wife or his parents or whoever, they were waiting now to tell him something. But now he walked in cheerfully, salam. For that moment, they too will say, well, let it ride for a while now. So practicing on that sunnah already brought some peace. But the thing is, that by thinking about this at that moment, that this is also something to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is a capital of time now, I've got to use correctly. He now gained so much in that moment, in terms of getting the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Dr. Abdul Hay Rahmatullah is to say, that I started making mashq and practicing, fulfilling the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu to such an extent, that what I took the care and the effort to start practicing the sunnah in everything. To the point where, if my child or grandchild ran towards me, now that's a natural human tendency, that some little child, a person's own child, or his grandchild, or even somebody else's child who's familiar with him, comes running to him, it's human tendency to pick the child up, hug the child maybe, kiss the child. It's just normal human tendency, that's a fatherly love that will... Make anybody do it. He says, even at that moment when that child came running to me, for a brief moment I stopped. For a brief moment I stopped. And I then brought to mind that Nabi Wasallam, when the little children would come to him, Nabi Wasallam would pick them up and hug them. So I'm going to now do this in emulation of the action of Nabi Wasallam. So I would do the same thing. The same thing which anybody else would do. Human tendency and the fatherly love will make anybody do the same thing. But there is a world of difference in what he earned and what the other person did. The other person just did something and he earned the akhirat. He made a huge profit. Like that person who, that stock came by and he didn't know the value of it. He let it pass. Somebody else bought it down the road. That person started making a killing out of it. So like that, these things are very simple. doesn't take any time, any effort. But it requires for us to learn 
how to use those moments to acquire all this. Many a times, shaitan puts this in our minds, that if you want to become pious, you're going to have to become very, very aloof from the world. You're not going to enjoy anything. You're going to have to become like a hermit. And you're going to have a very dry life. And everybody else is going to be enjoying anything. That is the biggest deception of shaitan. Those who acquire taqwa in their hearts, those who become conscious of the way of life of Rasulullah there is nobody that is happier than them. Because happiness is inside the hearts. And Allah Ta'ala blesses their hearts with that joy in simple things of life. Which people who are chasing after the entertainment to try and entertain themselves. But they are just running in circles and get nowhere. And forget running in circles. If a person was just running in circles was one thing. They get deeper and deeper into the mess. And when it is now, everything has been lost. Everything has been destroyed. Now the person's eyes open up that what did I do? And now he wants to try and come out of that mess. He can't seem to take himself out. How often it happens? Person says, I just, well, for some excitement, I just started something. And that was the end of it. Then I got caught into it in such a way, it was just one way, one after the other. Now I'm trying to come out of this thing, I can't come out of it. Somebody is now involved in some intoxicant, somebody is addicted to porn, somebody is addicted to something else. Person says, no, well, I was just looking at something on the phone and one thing led to the other. Now I, I'm addicted to these things. So that is that deception of shaitan, that if a person is going to become pious, a person is going to become conscious of Allah wa ta'ala, then he's going to have a very boring life, he's going to have a very dry life, there's going to be no enjoyment in life. These are the people who have the greatest enjoyment in life. You would have never ever heard in the entire annals of history and up to this day that any person who had true taqwa in his life ever contemplated suicide. Never. Whereas they have sometimes very severe circumstances. But never ever contemplated even suicide. Because that person is still having that enjoyment of life in whatever situation he is in. And a person seems to be having everything that life can give. All the comfort, all the enjoyment, all the merrymaking, whatever he seems to be wanting to do, he can do. And then at the end of the day, he still wants to take his life. So what does that tell about the person? That is all just a deception on the outside. That glitter and glamour is just a false appearance. Inside there's azab. Inside there's torment. Inside there's torture. Inside everything is haywire. And as a result, the person now wants to end this. He thinks that the only way to end it now is rather take his life. Whereas that is just too, going to increase the situation. Make it more severe. And increase the problem. So the crux of everything is that Allah Ta'ala has made it very simple, very easy for us to acquire the stages of the Akhirat. There's no difficulty in this. The issue is just to be conscious. Just to be conscious of how to acquire those stages of the Akhirat, how to acquire that profit of the hereafter. To use this capital in a way and without difficulty, without any kind of effort, no exertion. With this little sabr, with this little shukar. And at that time, this is such an ibadat, nobody even knows that this person is engaged in ibadat. Person is reciting the Quran Sharif, he's holding the Quran Sharif, maybe that moment some riyah can come. He's making nafil namaz, some riyah can come. But here in his heart, he's engaged in shukar. 
in his heart he's engaged in sabr in his heart he's engaged in dua who even knows what's going on and he's gaining these great rewards and that concept that mindset that this is not in vain if I made some sabr it's not in vain this is gaining something for me that this earns a person tremendously so this is all it requires, a little bit of consciousness. Where we get this from, we'll have to read the lives of the Ahlullah. Try to learn about how they live their lives, how they spend their lives, how they use their moments of time. And this is where we will pick up those gems of what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to conduct ourselves. And similarly, by associating with the pious, going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala, bringing that strength of iman in our hearts, bringing those qualities that make life valuable, that make life valuable for us, and makes us valuable in the sight of others also. Because it's not the outer things that make a person valuable. Value comes from what's inside. The outer things, that it just will maybe impress somebody on the outside, but it can't impress somebody's inside. When Nabi Sallallahu when he came after the first wahi, as Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, Nabi Sallallahu came to her in a condition that he was trembling, shivering. And he said to her, لَقَدْ خَشِيتُ عَلَىٰ نَفْسِي I feared for my life. I feared that my life would have gone. That weight of that wahi. And the first time he saw the angel, Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi who had embraced him three times very firmly, Nabi Sallallahu said, I thought my life would go. As Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, with great determination and with great firmness she says kalla impossible la yughzikallahu abada allah ta'ala will never allow any disgrace to come unto you impossible how can disgrace come to you now how on what basis she is making such a bold claim no disgrace can come to you she then starts talking about and as a proof of what she is saying she starts listing the qualities that were in the life of nabi sallallahu nubuwwat only came now this was already there in the life of Nabi Sallallahu from long before. She said, "Innaka la tasilur rahim, wa tahmilul kal, wa taksibul madum, wa taqrid dhif, wa tu'inu ala nawaibil haq." You are that person who maintains and joins family ties. You are that person who takes on the burdens of others. You acquire something somebody can't earn it. You go and earn it for them. You are that person who entertains and serves the guest. There's any calamity, you are the first to try and help people out. Person who has all these qualities in him, Allah Ta'ala will never allow any disgrace to come to him. It can happen that in fulfilling a task, he gives his life. That is the height of success. But turning his back onto the task is not possible. Now these were all qualities. Hazrat Siddiq Akbar radiallahu ta'ala long before the migration to Madinah Munawwara, he decides to make hijrat. And he takes permission from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and starts leaving. And Ibn Daghina, who was a kafir at the time, he sees Abu Bakr leaving, he says, where are you going? He says, I can't carry on like this now. You people are not allowing me to worship Allah Ta'ala. I will go somewhere else and worship Allah Ta'ala. So he says, no, you cannot leave. Somebody like you cannot be allowed to leave and cannot be expelled. Why? Now this is a kafir speaking. And he starts listing the same qualities in Abu Bakr 
that Hazrat Khadija mentioned about Nabi Sallallahu Again, the same qualities. That no disgrace can come. In other words, the divine protection is there on these qualities, on sifat. The divine unseen protection will come on these qualities. There's no harm in using the outer means of protection. In whichever form, nobody is prevented from that. But the unseen protection comes from qualities. The unseen help of Allah Ta'ala comes on these sifat. And here we find a kafir is saying to Abu Bakr No, no, you can't leave. A person like you, we can't allow him to leave out of our place. You come along. I am given, giving you protection. Nobody can touch you. Now what brought him back? The sifat and qualities. So this is what we need to aspire for. This is what we need to make an effort to acquire. The sifat, these qualities. This will make every moment of ours valuable. Because that sifat and qualities will then help us and teach us how to use these moments correctly and gain the closeness of Allah wa ta'ala gain the muhabbat of Allah ta'ala so may Allah wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq of appreciating this great capital of time that we have Allah ta'ala knows best how much of this capital is left whether we have few years or few months or few weeks or few hours or few minutes Allah alone knows before that time comes when we have to leave without any choice, without any thing that we can do about it, we have to try and make the maximum. And it is so simple, it is so easy, no difficulty in it. Just that we have to learn how to go about it. Learn from the ulama kiram learn from the pious in our communities, learn by going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala. And in this way, we will make our moments valuable and we will see the profits and rewards of this in the akhirat. Allah Ta'ala give all of us tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Just make zikr for a few minutes and then make dua Allah <laughs> لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله 
ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اله العالمين وموس موسف الله موس فقيه الله اله العالمين يا الله يا الله فقيه اول اور سنز يا الله فقيه اول اور ميجر اند ماينر سنز يا الله وات بي كومتد ان ذا لايت اوف دي فقيه يا الله وات بي كومتد ان ذا داركنس اوف نايت فقيه يا الله اله العالمين يا الله فور تو لونج وي هاف يا الله يا الله وي هاف تريد ايفريثينج يا الله تو تراي اند جين ذات كايند اوف بيس اند هابينس ذات وي ار ديزايرينج we tried it in everything ya allah but coming back to you ya allah ya allah we have found nothing giving us anything ya allah you bring us to yourself ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant us your love ya allah ilahul alamin save us from all this haram ya allah save us from all the sins ya allah ilahul alamin there is no peace in any of your disobedience ya allah ilahul alamin peace is only in your zikr ya allah peace is in your obedience ya allah peace is in your remembrance ya allah ilahul alamin give us this realization ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah enable us to remember by you every moment of our life ya allah ilahu alamin keep us steadfast on deen ya allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah remove the ya allah love of evil from our hearts ya allah remove the love of the way of the west from our hearts ya allah ilahu alamin fill our hearts with the love of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin enable us to fulfill the sunnah of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah save us from everything that is disliked by you ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us the love of salah ya allah grant us the love of tilawat of the quran sharif ya allah give us the sweetness of zikr ya allah give us the pleasure of dua ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah give us ya allah Ya Allah the sweetest of ibadat ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah make us hate sin like how we hate filth ya Allah Ilahul alamin put the evil in this ya Allah the detestation of sin in our hearts ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah you make us among your chosen servants ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah you make us among your selected and chosen servants ya Allah Ilahul alamin forgive us ya Allah forgive our families ya Allah forgive our friends ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul alamin make us ya Allah steadfast on sirat mustaqim ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah you guide us ya Allah Ya Allah you guide us every moment of our life ya Allah without your help and protection and guidance ya Allah we will be totally destroyed ya Allah nafs and shaitan will make a mosul of us ya Allah ilahul alamin every moment every breath every second ya Allah we are dependent on your help ya Allah we are dependent on your protection ya Allah ilahul alamin don't leave us to ourselves so even for one blink of an eye ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah you keep us in your protection every moment ya Allah you save god us ya Allah ilahul alamin we are very weak ya Allah we have nothing ya Allah we can do nothing ya allah you alone are the one that does ya allah only you have done ya allah and only you can do ya allah ilahul alamin you show your protection upon us ya allah 
Ya Allah, you protect our families, Ya Allah. Protect our friends, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, protect the entire Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. All those are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, accept all the effort of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all the istimas that are taking place, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading far and wide, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all the efforts that are taking place in whichever line, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, accept each one, Ya Allah. Make it a means of gaining your nearness, Ya Allah. Make it a means of gaining your pleasure and happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the masajid protected, Ya Allah. Protect the makatib, Ya Allah. Protect the khanqahs, Ya Allah. Protect the word of da'wat and tabligh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, protect all the khuddam of deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, accept each one's efforts, Ya Allah. Make each one's efforts, Ya Allah, means of hidayat spreading far and wide, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, grant ikhlas and sincerity to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant maqbooliyat and acceptance to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who ask us to make dua for them. Ilahul Alamin, fulfill all their pious needs, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fulfill all their needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their pious desires, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Run them high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. At the time of our death also, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Take us on iman and kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat and nasuh, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from a bad death, Ya Allah. Save us from death in sin, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from death at a time you are displeased with us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take us when you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. And we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Fill our qabars with nur, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us a shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Give us Jannatul Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all the good that Nabi Islam asked for. We are also begging for all that good. Whatever your Nabi Islam sought refuge from, Ya Allah, you protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim wa